welcome again for another episode of the show, Self Love Talk Show, where we meet amazing women entrepreneurs uh, all over the world uh, to speak about uh, entrepreneurship and uh, how self love uh, impacts all aspects of our life and our business. And today I have the immense pleasure to have with me Sharon Kirsten. She's a best-selling author of the book uh, The Answer Within and the A Coach Yourself. So welcome Sharon. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here and for taking the time to share your story with our audience. Uh, so tell us about uh, yourself, your background, and everything in between. <laughs> uh, I'd love to, thank you. Um, yeah, my background and um, who I am right now, basically I help um, driven smart women who feel there is more to life than only corporate, break out of their jobs and create freedom in life and business. And now I'm really happy that I can do that and that I work with these amazing, inspiring women, which is really a privilege for me to always hear how they bring these big gifts and big ideas from, you know, themselves, from within themselves out into the world and to see all of that thrive. I have been traveling the world for the last year, so that has been really amazing and making new connections as well, creating that freedom for myself to just explore and not be tied down in one spot. And um, yeah, and the journey has been really interesting <laughs> um, because I've come from corporate myself. I've um, helped create the most successful e-commerce company in Europe in a key role. Um, and that was a really wild ride and that was very exciting until I hit that point where um, just from within that voice started saying, is this is it? Is this really what you're going to be doing the rest of your life? How is this really helping anyone? And um, you already feel quite tired from the 70 hours that you're working every week or never working, like never stop working. So how is this going to continue throughout your life? And I just felt like at some point, I'm just, I'm just not supposed to be there anymore. And that's when my journey started and I, was, I started looking for answers. Amazing. And uh, how did you start uh, with your business? How long ago? How did you find like coaching, the coaching industry? Um, the coaching industry I found because I was at that point in my career where I said, um, is this it? I don't know if this is it. I want to contribute, contribute to the world. I want to help other people. I had this um, desire within me that one day when I die, that someone will say, oh, she really, really helped me. It's such a shame that she just died. <laughs> and will actually remember me as someone who touched their life and made their life better. And a friend of mine, um, back while I was still in corporate, told me, like, what about this coaching thing? Um, I think you would be really good at it. <laughs> I never looked at it. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, and that prompted me to actually go to Google. And I typed in um, life coach training. 
and then a name popped up. Um, it was a, a German lady's name. And I thought, huh, this name looks familiar. Mm. And I walked over to my bookshelf and I said, oh, I actually have a book from her. I've never read the book, but uh, I was, I think this is a sign, you know, I'm, I'm going to check out what she does. And it was actually called um, Angel Life Coach Training. And I was confused because uh, I thought, is that just like a brand? What is it? This angel thing? <laughs> and what it turned out is she was actually talking about angels. <laughs> And um, at that time, I was battling with myself because I thought, is that crazy? Um, I was actually quite spiritual myself because my dad um, brought me up, you know, always telling me about spirituality and esoterics. And he was on this personal development, finding himself trip after the divorce from my mom. Mm. So spirituality, I've always been interested in and I've always read books about it. And um, so... I was actually open-minded to it, but then angels was just a whole different thing because it seemed so church-like somehow. Yeah. And, um, but well, after a lot of back and forth, another friend told me, you know what, why don't you just go? And if you don't like it, you leave. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's an interesting concept. (laughs) I could do that. I could allow myself. If I don't like it, I can just leave. And I allowed myself that because my personality was more like you stick with what you decide to do. You know, that's kind of like that following through and pushing yourself energy. But I said, okay, I'm going to do that. And I walked into that room and I sat like in the last row and I was just looking around at all the people who were at that training. And I thought, wow, these people actually don't look that crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And well, it was five days and it was a beautiful experience. I learned so many tools about um, tuning into myself, um, learning about energy, learning about channeling messages from our higher self and spirit, connecting with angels and just feeling these energies, um, healing energies, basically, that we can ask for if you call it angels or whatever else, but these energies are available to us and we can channel them um, through commanding the energy because we are energy yes. and um, we can ask for energy. We can command energy to do something because everything is energy and um, that's what we're designed to do. We're designed to command energy and to manage our own energy and to be in a high vibration. So that's how I got introduced to all of this um, well, that kind of got me open-minded about um, my path and mm. that gave me the tools to actually be more in tune with myself and understand myself more. And from that, I incorporated um, connecting with myself and meditation more strongly into my day. And uh, that was followed by um, a yoga teacher training in the Himalayas mm. where, um, yeah, I've you know, it, these yoga teacher trainings, they are really intense. It's like five weeks and you get up at five in the morning. Um, wow. That's when you start meditating and you go to bed at 10 and you do like the whole day is just planned out. But one day in meditation in the mornings, I sat in meditation and I was a little bit antsy. You know, I was like, oh, I don't know, my back hurts, my knees hurt. Like everything is just like 
you know, not right somehow. And I was opening my eyes, like looking at the other people and I'm like, does anybody else have any problems? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, but everybody was just sitting there super still and I thought, okay, then let's just go back to reciting my mantra and ignoring the back pain and all of that. And then the next moment, as if someone pressed the mute button, everything became still. And like, you know, outside there was a river. I could hear the leaves and the wind. I could hear birds chirping and all of that. And suddenly it was just mute and I was pulled out of my body. Hmm. And I had this out of body experience where I started seeing visions of people in the world and how they're living their lives based on the decisions that they've made, all basically making different decisions, maybe based on similar motivations, but it, the expression of their life is so different. Like no one life is the same as another life. And I got this very clear message. You created this life mm. and you can create differently. And at that moment in time where I was looking for answers and where I was looking for my next chapter in life and what to do next that would be more fulfilling to me, I just had this visceral and kinesthetic feeling of, yes, I've spent so much energy and time creating this particular life where it's all about what society wants me to do, to mm -hmm. have the job, to have the six figures, to build, to, uh, I don't know, it's just about image and what mm -hmm. they want you to do, basically. And I thought, yeah, I've spent so much, like I actually spent my whole life creating that. But if it doesn't make me happy, I can just choose differently. I can just do something else. Yeah. And that moment changed me so much, just that insight although it still took me a year to take action on it, although I was always like, okay, is now the right time? Is now the right time? But it was never really the right time to leave the job yet. It took another year um, actually for everything, me probably to be ready and for everything else to be ready to actually take the leap and leave that corporate job and find my own path. Mm. Beautiful. And uh, so right now, how, how is your business? Uh, uh, what type of uh, coaching you do? What type of clients do you work with? Uh, and um, tell us also a little bit what came up for you writing the book. Mm. Okay, so right now I work with clients who are also ready to exit the corporate world. Um, many of my clients are still in a job and they're looking for that um, strategy for that purpose for the guidance and finding the path to actually leave and many have already taken the leap and they're now okay now what because <laughs> <laughs> many feel like they just can't stay anymore and I felt like that as well it's like that pain is too big it's just yeah. it not they're just not able to get themselves out of bed and go to work because it feels so toxic. And um, what I do is then I help them find um, their niche, help them find their ideal customer, help them find what they're really designed to do here and what they can best do, what's within their heart, what's their purpose, and really help them set up um, a business from scratch so that they have a really solid foundation that they can build on um, for the years to come and to truly create freedom because many um, 
I don't know, they, they quit and they go and they try and they don't really have a good system. And then, um, you know, they get disillusioned or it's harder than they thought. And they kind of think the safe thing is to go back to corporate to have that income. But um, the, the safety um, switch, basically, um, I think that's exactly what many are struggling with because we're so conditioned by society that a job is safe. Yeah. But when we look at reality, yeah. it's actually not safe because we can lose our job any moment in time. And um, especially looking at the future and where artificial intelligence is coming in, jobs are being, like, especially high intelligence jobs, um, are probably not going to be around for a really long time. I mean, the, in the next 10 to 15, 20 years, maybe, um, our economy is going to shift tremendously where um, the workforce is also going to shift and where people are just not going to be needed anymore, quite frankly. And the only thing that AI in the near future cannot um, you know, switch, um, um, replace is creativity. Yeah. And what, what do entrepreneurs do? They find creative solutions for problems. So that's for me, the most secure thing that you can do is actually become an entrepreneur, use your creativity and use those gifts that you have within yourself to build something that will last, um, throughout your whole life. And maybe even beyond if you create a legacy and if that's what you feel called to do, but when you rely on yourself, your own creativity and your own power, that's the most secure path that you can choose. But so many are just afraid because, um, they've never really worked on themselves. And when you're an entrepreneur, it's really the best personal development journey that you can take mm -hmm. ever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, because a business will never outperform the psychology or skill level of the leader. Mm. So, yeah, I get that it's a really exciting journey, but it's so rewarding. And to me personally, it's really the only one that will give long-term freedom in life and in business and will let you create a life that is true to you, that you can design. Because if you're in a job, you will always have to follow through on what other people want from you and on their agenda. And you're never really going to be on a true target. So for me, self-fulfillment, um, freedom, and really like bringing to the world that gift that you have is only through the creative expression as an entrepreneur that's where it is yeah and it's beautiful because we can manage ourselves like we decide how much we work on ourselves or not and that's why you know so many i'm i hope i'm not detouring from the subject but i just want to like plant some seeds because so many people hesitate to invest in themselves or invest yes. in a mentor when they start their own business because they think, Oh, maybe I have this and this many savings. I'm just going to give it a run. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, and, and these are smart women, obviously like I'm smart. I can do this. This is not that hard. And, um, I've worked in corporate before in a job or in marketing or whatever it is. And they just go and then they burn so much money just trying and they don't get a mentor fast enough Yeah, because they think that's not a necessary investment. But truly, um, one of my mentors once told me, and it just stuck in my head because it switched my perspective and my thinking is that in the beginning, I thought, you know, I would invest a certain percentage of the money that I had into mentoring or coaching. And then that bubble got busted <laughs> by that insight of, no, you invest a percentage of what you want to make. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the difference. Um, You can't just invest whatever you have. You have to think big. You have to create a vision of where you want to take yourself and where you want to go and then backwards engineer. Okay, what is needed from me in order to get there? And it's about continuously investing in yourself. And that for me is also self-love, that you put yourself first and you know that you need help and you need the support and that when you have someone in your corner who can actually cheer you on, who has been there and who's helped other people create the same results, that you give yourself that gift to make it easier on yourself and to just keep moving through the blocks and the barriers, that internal stuff, the inner belief systems that keep coming up along the journey. Because as I said, a business will never outperform the psychology or skill level of the leader. And the psychology part is really, really big because our mindset creates either, you know, a barrier to move beyond that, or it can really enable us to go big. But we're conditioned early on from zero to seven years old. We are just open. Like we have no ability to say no to any belief systems or experiences that we have. So it all comes in as truth into our unconscious mind. And at seven years old, that lid is just closed. And now it's in our unconscious mind. We're unconscious of it. And it just keeps working in our unconscious mind. While our conscious mind may think, I want that. But our unconscious mind has a program running that prevents that from happening because it has a different agenda. And um, if we don't move through these programs that we've conditioned early on in our unconscious mind, it's really, really hard to move into abundance, fulfillment, and really an authentic expression with ourselves. Because these programs have been created to cope and to deal with painful situations. And we're often like, we don't even know about it. And every time I do um, the first session with a client and we dive into like, what's the challenge right now and what is really happening? And I kind of help them see what's going on in their unconscious mind that's preventing them from actually taking action right now. They're always baffled. They're just like, oh my God, yes. And I see this playing out in so many other areas of my life as well. Because it never only just shows up in business, shows up in relationships, it shows Uh up in health. So sometimes even issues just show up in health or in relationships, they don't even show up in business. So we always have to look at the holistic picture. And um, yeah, I I love this unconscious consciousness stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I, I think it's fascinating. And it's just such a big lever to easily and effortlessly change the way we think. And when we change the way we think, we shift our perspective we shift the filters that we have mm-hmm. on reality because every second of the day, two million bits of information are thrown at us on all levels, like hearing, seeing, um, kinesthetics as well. And we can't take in two million bits of information. We'd be absolutely overwhelmed. And that's why our brain basically based on our programs, um, our attitudes our beliefs our values etc etc it creates these filters that um, change distort and filter our reality to only give us 123 bits (laughs) of uh, information that we can actually use and that we can actually consciously use basically 
but all this information is there. And when we change our filters through our thinking and we change the belief system, suddenly from these 2 million bits, we take in 123 other bits of information and we actually see an opportunity or we hear a different sentence. So someone who thinks I'm not worthy, who has a program of I'm not worthy. Yes. Like, do you think that person may take in different information from the 2 million bits than a person of think, who thinks I am worthy? It's completely different information that you take in because one is constantly looking to prove I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy. And so exactly. from the 2 million bits, they take in the, hundred, the 123 that prove that concept. And the other one is just looking for I'm worthy, I'm worthy, I'm worthy. And it's not even mm -hmm. a conscious process. It's unconscious, but you take in different information and you see opportunities, you see people, you meet people, you're more open. And mm -hmm. it's just, it just creates a different reality. Yes. And yeah, and I find that fascinating to see how, you know, the perception always changes with my clients and um, they actually just see the world differently and they take in new information. It's the same thing like, you know, when, you, when people say they want to buy a yellow car or yellow Mercedes, let's say, and suddenly they see yellow yes, Mercedes yes, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the same thing because now you're tuned into that and now your brain and your unconscious mind filters out. Okay, look, that's important to you. We tell our unconscious mind through visualization and through our belief system what's important to us. And then it will start pointing it out. Look, 123 in the under, um, 123 bits, there's this yellow Mercedes. <laughs> and if we don't tell it, that's important. We won't see the Mercedes. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, that's, that was, uh, <laughs> I get excited about this. So that's about where I am now. And what I really love to help my clients with is basically um, help them set up the business, help them get in line with their purpose, with um, who they're meant to be and just their dreams and that bigger vision of themselves. And through the tools that I have help them get there a lot faster than mm. when they're by themselves. Yeah. And yeah. And the book, yes. About the book as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's called the answers within find your soul purpose and ignite your hidden superpowers. And it is basically a channeled work. I wrote it in two weeks and it was just so ripe. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I was just in flow. I just wrote it down um, straight, like two weeks straight. And it gives many, many tools and exercises. It's a very interactive book, actually. Yeah. First of all, it helps really shift the perspective of someone who is in corporate to open up their mind to see a different reality and to give guidance on that. And it gives many, many self-inquiry exercises to look within yourself, to find your own answers and to find um, a guideline basically to your purpose, to your fulfillment. And I've also included um, exercises or a structure to go deeper into a practice of um, meditation and self-inquiry because for me in my path that has been one of the biggest tools just finding that connection with myself mm -hmm. and yeah this inner power and this inner knowledge and all the wisdom that we carry inside that we are you know that can be called intuition <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and that is 
that is just such a powerful tool. Like people disregard intuition, especially in our masculine society. Yeah. Just having mm. a feeling. It's like, really? You ha- you're having a feeling about this <laughs> type of thing? <laughs> it's like, where's the proof? Where's the proof? This, yeah. is, this is not logical. So in working very masculine jobs, when we work in corporate, we need to activate our masculine energy to perform at work. So we're in our masculine energy a lot and we forget about our feminine power. And the feminine strength is actually more powerful than the masculine one because it comes from a depth and from a source outside of time and space that just knows. And it's just so like I have goosebumps talking about this, but it's just so tuned into the infinite intelligence of um, this universe that we can get guidance and clarity and intuitive feelings about something that is so accurate. And we just need to start trusting that guidance when it says go left or quit that job or break up from that relationship that we just trust what is within us. And that that is the perfect guidance for us in this moment in time and that we don't have to come up with logical reasons for it because the logical reasons are always weaker than the intuition that we have. And they will always, with our, you know, logical mind, uh, uh, we will always find like reason and excuses why not to do something. Absolutely. We talk ourselves out of it, right? It feels so right and it feels so perfect and we're excited about it. But then the mind kicks in and it's like, no, no, but you shouldn't be doing that because remember three years ago that didn't work out or remember just yesterday (laughs) or yeah, it's just always limiting. And we have these two voices inside ourselves, right? The one that's really empowering and that's positive and that always cheers us on and gives us exciting information. And then there is this other voice that just always... Um, puts us down and comes up with logical reasons and it feels very painful like detrimental really and our true voice is really this empowering voice that speaks to us in a motivating way in a you can do it kind of way and the other one is really usually we've bought into someone um, putting us down or giving us a limiting belief and we've taken on their voice as our voice like someone who maybe thought we're not good enough or someone who thought um, we should rather stay small. And then we kind of believe them and we let that voice just keep playing in our mind. Yes. Absolutely. And uh, what, what have been like so far your biggest challenge being in business? My biggest challenge I think my biggest challenge, like I'm just going to go with the first thing that comes to mind right now. And I think that has been, um, it's actually not that related to business, but it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It has been, um, you know, that day when last year, when I got the physical copy of my book, That was, you know, that was such an exciting moment. I still remember running downstairs. Um, I, I lived in Berlin at that time and the package had arrived and I was so excited. I ran back up and I opened the package and I finally had this physical book in my hand and it felt so real suddenly because it was just a document on my computer all the time and it didn't really feel very tangible. 
and I was finally holding it and I could browse through the book and see everything and it was so exciting that that was such a high for me like such an achievement and such a dream come true and then on the same day in the evening I get a late call from my dad and um, we usually always um, joke and you know it's just like a very fun energy usually mm. and and I um, picked up the phone and he was not in a joking mood at mm. all and so I asked him what's what's going on and he said that he was just diagnosed with terminal cancer mm. wow and that was like just that like that just yeah I kind of lost ground in that moment because my dad, he was the healthiest person in the family. He never took any medication and he rode his bike 60 kilometers every single day. Mm. So he was fit and like perceived healthy, but just having that high in the morning and then the same day, like the lowest low, it was just such a contrast. And, um, that in itself was a challenge because I think that happens all the time that when we're in business for ourselves, like we are the business more or less that life happens, yeah. you know, and, and contrast happens. There is polarity in our world. There is not only light, there is also darkness and there is not only up, there's also mm -hmm. down. So dealing with that while having a business um, is definitely a challenge. But then for me, I, during that time, I kind of, um, it just, yeah, it just took really the ground away under me. And I flew to my dad and I was just there for him. And because he was given like seven months to live, mm -hmm. like he wouldn't see his birthday. And yeah, and it was just a shock to me. And to be honest, it was a challenge for me in business because I just lost any um, drive. Like I, yeah. I didn't really see what the point was in that anymore. And it challenged me to rethink my life as well. Cause I also wasn't in full alignment with what I truly wanted. I basically put myself um, away in that room in Berlin, in my apartment working every single day, but secretly I didn't want to be in that room. I wanted to be out in the world and connect and see places and travel but I always came up with, um, you know, conditions like I need to make this and this amount of money before I can do that or something else has to happen before I can do that. So I had to take a long, hard look in the mirror at the life that I had created, even though I wasn't in corporate anymore. I kind of recreated more or less corporate setting, just that, you know, I was just in my own room and I wasn't really tied to someone else, but I was, um, within myself I was tied to that because I was making up conditions around it and I went and flew to see my dad and to help him and at some point my dad said okay you know what this is great but I think you should live your life and not stick yeah. around here and take yeah. care of me so um yeah that's when I decided to just go and go to Los Angeles because that's where my heart was always calling me and um, to just come back into alignment with myself. And I did that. And yeah, but during that time, I was so like 
just the news with my dad, it had touched me so deeply. I felt a burnout. Like I couldn't, I I don't even know exactly what happened. I felt burnt out. I maybe also depressed. Yeah. (laughs) Going to LA, I felt so alive. I felt Mm. so aligned and such flow. It felt so good. I've never felt that good in a place ever. And then I came back and I was back in Berlin and I just felt depressed and mm. I was, I couldn't even make simple decisions anymore. And I just knew this is not it. At the same time, everything that was going on with my dad, because um, even around the sickness, there was like um, relationship stuff that wasn't really um, helping him heal. So that weighed on me a lot because I couldn't really do anything about it. And yeah, that was just all this emotion. It just took me out of the game for a while, to be honest. And that was challenging because I kind of, I lost connection with my purpose and my Mm. um, vision um, in that pain, basically. Yeah. And yeah, and then I decided to just sell everything that I owned because it just didn't work anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I started traveling and I went, I didn't really have a visa for the US, so I could only stay for the three month tourist visa. But I said, whatever, I don't even know what's going to happen yeah. next. But I'm just going to go for the three months and um, see what happens and just go for it. And then I went and after eight days, I met a beautiful man, mm. which was also my intention who I'm with now as well like a true like I would even say he's my twin flame (laughs) (laughs) a very very soulmate connection he's very much like me and um, we have the same vision the same ideas do the same work it's kind of crazy he's my twin um and just that started to like good things started unfolding from there where I just committed to my true path and my true alignment and um up to a point where yeah, I'm so, yeah, just so happy with myself now and where I am and where I um, can keep moving along that path with ease because I've set it up in a way that I know what's important to me. Um, And yeah, and I can work from anywhere and I can, um, yeah, I just have that freedom and that pain with my dad actually he uh, he died two months ago i'm so sorry thank you that's okay and um but it just it's just such a growth period but it was so challenging but it also helped me grow in business so much and help my clients more because i also realized what a big role he he played in my life to just actually do this work and to follow this path mm. and how many plans he had seeded in me over um, my childhood and in life to actually be able to serve people now and to also share his story and to share you know just in a bigger picture share from yeah. a bigger picture so yeah, I hope this answers your question. A little long-winded yeah. answer. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. And uh, what what would you say it's like the best uh, self-love uh, practice uh, you have uh, for yourself? Saying no. Mm. 
I think that's um, the best one. Um, because we can meditate, um, which is beautiful and which I love. And we can do um, hot baths and we can take time to go to yoga and all of that. But if we allow um, other people to, not other people actually, but if we allow ourselves to not, or to say yes to things that we actually don't want to say yes to out of the wrong reasons, Mm -hmm. maybe we don't want to disappoint someone or maybe we think we need to say yes in order to have value Or maybe if we don't say yes, then the other person will find someone else. Or, you know, there are all these belief systems around um, not being true to ourselves that take us out of our true self and let us compromise because we are afraid that we will lose someone or we will lose something. But the opposite is actually true. When we set clear boundaries and when we are clear on what is important to us, what we will and will not do and actually start saying no more people learn that and they learn our boundaries and they learn what we are about and then they can respect that and then it becomes easier and easier to actually have your own space that where you can um love yourself and be yourself because i think self-love is in the most practical way just about allowing yourself to be you and to do what's true to you, no matter what other people think and no matter what the consequences of that may be. Because if it's not true to you and you do it anyways, it's going to lead you down a path of misalignment. It's going to lead you away from your true target and your true purpose and dreams in life. The more you say yes to things that are not in alignment with you, the harder it becomes to see your true path. Absolutely. That's why I think saying no is um, yeah, the strongest self-love practice that I have. Beautiful. Thanks so much. And uh, what are you working on for the near future? Where we can connect with you, find more about your work? Uh... Yeah. Um, if uh, any of the listeners are interested in uh, manifesting meditations, Mm. I have free manifesting meditations on my website and that's at SharonKirsten.com forward slash manifest. And um, what I'll be working on is another book that's going to be coming um, next year. And I'm also working on creating um, a group program for women where I can just help more women at the same time and to also create a mastermind principle where more women come together with the same idea, the same vision, and we can all help each other. And that creates a beautiful energy and more momentum than only doing it alone. Beautiful. Thanks so much for sharing all all your story and uh, your wisdom. It was my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me, Elisa. Absolutely. And uh, last uh, piece of advice you want to leave uh, for our audience. Um, Always trust your gut feeling first. Mm. Because it knows. It just knows. And that's a really, really good way to to know when to say no. (laughs) If it doesn't feel right, don't do it. Just say yeah. no. 
and you don't even have to explain yourself. You can just say no without explaining yourself because women always have this tendency yes. of then rationalizing why they're saying no in order to still be on good terms with another person. But it's just about being true to yourself and whatever is going on for the other person after you've said no is their story. That's their stuff that's coming up. It's not your stuff anymore. Yes. You don't have to make it your stuff. And how would you suggest uh, or what is the best practice you have experienced for yourself uh, for like really tuning and listening our intuition? I've done it through meditation and by actually listening to my inner voice, like actually starting to hear you know, be often, I think we don't even listen. And the more we he try to hear it and we're like, okay, what does that gut feeling say? What does that voice inside me say? What does my heart say? And then to tune into it more, to actually look for what does it say and then trust it and follow it. And the more you trust it and follow it, the stronger it becomes. It's like a muscle. In the beginning, it may be really faint voice. You may not be really clear what it's saying. Um, but the more you use it and the more you look for it, the more it will answer and the more it will be present. And now for me, it's just natural. Now I, I know immediately what feels right or wrong because I feel it in my body. And I often have the accompanying thoughts with it where there is a sentence or yeah, there's just guidance or a vision or an idea. It's, it's like a kinesthetic feeling plus um, an idea and the important thing is that that inner voice is always going to be empowering and it's always going to be supportive to you. So if you hear something that's not supportive and empowering, that's not your true voice. That's not your intuition. So Beautiful. it's always empowering and positive. It's subtle in the beginning, but the more you listen to it, the stronger it becomes. And it's often accompanied by... Um, you know, like a sentence, a word, a phrase, a vision or something else that gives you guidance on um, what action to take. Mm. And also I feel that it's like uh, learning to trust uh, ourselves. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Our true self, Yeah. really. Because we also have so many limiting beliefs and mm. fears and... Um, that we could also think, oh, you know, I'm just a fearful person or I'm just whatever. But the fear is not part, like it's not part of your original you. The fear is conditioned. The truest part of you is not afraid at all because it knows nothing can ever happen um, to you. And yeah, it's just about finding the empowering voice, I think. Because that empowering voice leads you to more power in your life amazing thanks so much for sharing thank you <laughs> and uh, thank you very much for being here with us in the show and if everyone wants to connect with you they can check your website and also your book on Amazon and uh, mm. your social media Yes, thank you so much for having me, Lisa. Thank you, Sharon. It was Sharon. a big pleasure. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Bye. Bye.